yippee and welcome to episode four of season three of the Lorian. This season we've been discussing Star Wars Visions and tonight we are going over the last two shorts, T.O.B. 1 and Tatooine Rhapsody. This will be a pretty lighthearted episode. I wanted to end the series on a fun note rather than having the devastation of Akakiri rattle around in our heads to wrap it all up. I'm a firm believer that Akakiri should not have been the last. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really (laughs) cruel one to have lost. (laughs) Good thing we got that one out of the way first. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's rough, buddy. It's sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. I have no hope after Akakiri. Right, and they're like, well, Goodbye. Thank you for watching anime. Um, <laughs> like, can I go back to the Troy one again? <laughs> yes. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. All right, so any, I don't know, any thought, do do you, does anybody want to say anything? Anime we... is fun. There were droids in these ones. I liked both of these a lot. I thought they, they were good. They had good droids. Tatooine Rhapsody hit, you know, me mm-hmm. deep in my core for obvious reasons. Uh, and hence, I'm a musician. Um, and TOB1 <laughs> was super fun and cute what? as well. I'm excited to talk. Uh, Tattooing Rhapsody was my favorite alongside the twins, so it was very good. I love e- it. Easily my favorite as well. <laughs> no, yeah, no contest for me. Um, not not like my favorites, but I still shouted, "I love anime!" Um, after after <laughs> during and after these, and it was after Tattooing Rhapsody that I had to go and turn the AC on because I was getting too overheated while watching Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Guy the Hutt had that effect on me, too. I was just like, ooh, it's getting warm in here. <laughs> or sorry, Geezer. Geezer the Hutt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's start with T.O.B. 1, Toby. Uh, so Toby is perfect, and so is every other droid, but especially CO3. <laughs> um, Mitaka-sensei is probably named such because Mitaka is actually the part of Tokyo where the Studio Ghibli Museum is Um, and like this short in particular pays a lot of homage to like Astro Boy to Studio Ghibli like to kind of like the foundations of modern anime and see a lot of Astro Boy in it yeah yeah oh I mean there is that one (laughs) shot where it looks like Astro Boy Where it's like yeah. his profile face, that is straight up like the Astro Boy. I mean, Toby, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't rewatch these for this episode, but I watched them a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Toby even has the little like spiky thing on his head. Has a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he looks a lot like a little, Astro Boy. The little ducktail hair, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I guess I just say it, or maybe you say it later. I don't know. I'm going off script. Uh, this is the same studio that made Akakiri, which is just like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like totally the, and, and visually two of the most different ones. And both gorgeous. Yeah. Truly, um, yeah. Anime is very versatile. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, it, I'm like, 
nudging Lucasfilm really hard right here, but it's like, yeah, a studio can do things in more than one style, right? Because like it's studios are made of, of a bunch of artists, a bunch of different talents. And so like, it makes sense when you have different teams and different showrunners that things would look different when you're trying to tell different stories. It's almost like artists stories. can be like incredibly versatile. <laughs> What? Since when? You wouldn't know if you watch Star Wars cartoons. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> who are you subtweeting right now, Meg? It's Dave Filoni. <laughs> Dave Filoni is a very, you know, varied artist. Some of his shows have wolves, and some of them don't. <laughs> Which ones don't? Which ones don't? Have older. Did he do Resistance? Resistance didn't have wolves in it, right? He didn't do Resistance. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> I take back my previous statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very Is there a wolf in Bad Badge? Surely. Uh, I didn't surely. watch Bad Badge. Uh, the character wolf will probably turn up at some point, but he hasn't yet. <laughs> yeah, also, there's, the no, there's no wolves the in The Mandalorian, but there is a... wolf. <laughs> yeah. There's no wolves yeah, in The Mandalorian, but there's a Dave Filoni okay, named okay. wolf in The Mandalorian. Okay. <laughs> I... Wolf the Clone Trooper. Uh, <laughs> what? Wolf the Clone Trooper is Plo Koon's uh, <laughs> commander. He's when Plo Koon is Baloney's favorite character, and he's one of the ones that turns up in Rebels. He's one of the uh, ones that survives. Yeah, Heath, Heath. If it makes it better, Wolf is spelled W L W O L F F E. Yeah, that makes it so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I we talk about for a second though how there's trapper wolf and then yeah. just wolf? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I hate Star Wars. Continue on. Yeah, I can't sure. entirely judge because I am playing in Dandy a duck called Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but do you play a duck named Duck in every D and D session you ever play, regardless of the campaign? No. No, my other one I played Kairos. You don't self-insert ducks into everything you <laughs> Extremely do. Extremely different vibe. Like, <laughs> versatile. <laughs> anyway, um, also, uh, just as a side note, I really like that Mitaka Sensei didn't have his arms replaced with prosthetics. Um, mm. And oh, it's yeah. just like, I can do everything I was doing before. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking Jedi. Um, but I'm also just very smart. And we also live in a world where there's a lot of technological advancements and uh, like AIDS to where I live a very good life. Uh, so wouldn't that be very nice? <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, Another... I somebody complaining about that on Twitter. Like, why doesn't he have like robot arms? And I'm like, there are people, prosthetics exist. There are people that exist in the world right. that don't use them because they don't right. like them. He chose not like... to, like... <sighs> Another side note, the English dub version of this, Mitako is played by Kyle Chandler, who's best known for playing the football coach on Friday Night Lights. And uh, I just think that's worth mentioning. Is that the, is that the... Clear eyes, full hearts, can't okay, lose. Yeah, I was like, I, I can only remember the wrong quote from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm, that one. Um, well... Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> already gotten so far off the rails. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that like I recognize like none of the English voices, but like in all the Japanese ones, I'm like, ah, I know this guy. 
The I haven't recognized a single voice except for obviously Tim. Okay. <laughs> I didn't the... recognize a single one. <laughs> I didn't the... realize it was Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh no, I did. I recognized. Like, oh, it's just. <laughs> I recognized Shadow Weaver's voice in Akakiri. Oh. I was like, their name's not Shadow Weaver. <laughs> I was like, no, it's, that's the character from Shadow. That's the character. <laughs> that's the character I know the name of. Yeah. Uh huh. That's my fault. All right. Um. Rule number one, don't go in the basement, which is also just a really good rule in general. <laughs> just never go in basements. Watches, as someone who watches a lot of horror movies, yeah, never go in the basement. Don't go in the basement. The great thing about New Zealand is that we don't have basements because it's just too damp. And yeah, I was like, you already have mold everywhere. So like, <laughs> if we have basements here, they would be the most disgusting. Imagine The basements you- is where they store all the extra mold. <laughs> Oh, no, we don't need any extra mold. We have mold at home. <laughs> we have so much mold at home. Uh, so TOB1 just wants to go play Jedi, but instead they have to work on terraforming the planet. I um, want to go pick up power converters. Yeah. They can stop when there's clouds in the sky and green on the ground, but uh, Toby wants to go, I'm just going to call him Toby. Toby wants to see the rest of the galaxy, but Mitaka sensei warns that it's full of dangers and horrors and they're safe here. Once again, continuing on the legacy of Lyra Urso, you know that she would have been right there with them, like bringing life back to this, this, uh, destroyed planet by the empire. Yeah. Beautiful. Maybe she was. I really Maybe this is where she went. Stars AU where, uh, little Jin and Toby are friends. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. god, yes. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Yeah. I am um, I have a soft And Mitaka for, like, and uh uh not Krennic, what's what's dad's name? Galen. Galen. Mitaka and Galen are like deep thinking philosophical work friends. I feel like Aww. Mitaka nonstop heckles Galen for just sucking as a farmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you what do you do it? What are you doing over there? <laughs> You literally just have to create life from nothing yeah, and then like, you'll be able to grow your crops. Like, what's the big deal? You are so smart working on space stations and stuff. <laughs> Can't even create life. And Galen's like, science, science. Okay, I'm just going to go back to studying that kyber crystal in your basement. Is that okay with you? No! <laughs> Don't go in the basement! basement. <laughs> okay, what about my mold experiment that I'm working on down there? No! <laughs> I mean, mold would be kicked some in the chest. Me. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> Your wife and child could stay. You gotta go. <laughs> I was um, like, sorry. Every single Rogue One AU ends with the, the main character kicking out Galen and letting Lyra and Jin hang around for some reason or another. <laughs> Which, also worth noting, was Krennic's fantasy as well. Listen, Galen's, un- like, as, as much as he tried to do good in the end, he's still fucking insufferable. So. Yeah. Hashtag Krennic was right. Yeah, but he's, he's Mads Mikkelsen, so he is great to have around just for that voice. Just have him phone in. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, we are um, so off topic. Uh, Speaking of the sh- uh, this short, I really am a sucker for like the aesthetic of uh, terraforming desert and like bringing plants and stuff to desert. Very cool. Uh, so Toby says the galaxy's dangerous because it needs Jedi. And Toby has a cute little daydream sequence of like fighting off ties and walkers. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so pretty. Yeah. So I want to, I want my dreams to look like that from now on. God, I right. wish my dreams look like that. Yeah. 
mine just look like normal life and it sucks <laughs> that's because you never sleep it is just normal just, life oh no oh no our... mine oh. just have weird cameos from mark ruffalo every once in a while don't know why oh, mark ruffalo <laughs> i love how mark ruffalo is the stan lee of the ash dream <laughs> cinematic universe <laughs> Just a, a brief cameo in every <laughs> Amazing. We're joking, but that's seriously what it's like. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, Mark Ruffalo's here. I'll wake up and be like, what the fuck was that? And what was Mark Ruffalo doing here? Why was he so selling me kettle corn? I had one where, where he was in a will they won't they relationship with Sap. <laughs> Oh, I can answer this one. Won't they? They won't. They won't. Yeah. Spoilers. Wow. That's really funny. Ash, when you have that classic dream about like showing up to school, but you're naked, Mark Ruffalo is there. Yes. (laughs) Is he the teacher, a classmate, or like the janitor off to the side? Listen. I don't know why I'm like, let's move on. You have the dream of showing up or like you accidentally missed every class for a whole semester and now it's time for the final. Mark Ruffalo is there. Say things, say words, get us out of here. Um, I think Mark Ruffalo would be like (laughs) like, how are you doing fellow youth? And just like a student and just be like, hello there fellow youth. Okay, but he's he's end game half hulked out at the time of doing this as well. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm leaving. So he's trying to blend it as a youth and also as a human. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> when you have uh, the dream of one of your teeth falling out, is the tooth Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. That's where we're drawing the line. <laughs> so Mitaka Sensei continues to try to convince that the immediate future is dangerous and it's not always so glamorous to be a Jetty. Uh, Toby says that there's something calling out to him, though. Um, Mitaka says that he needs to go find a kyber crystal because that's the core of the lightsaber and uh, he needs one to be a paddle on. It kind of felt a little bit like he was just like, yeah, go find a kyber crystal just to keep him yeah. occupied because oh, he knew he wouldn't find he one. he has the kyber crystal. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew How he cruel is that? There's one on this entire planet. It's in the one place that told you not to go. Why don't you search the entire rest of the planet? <laughs> Listen, you got to keep kids busy. <laughs> Okay. And fair. this is hot. He does try his best. Yeah. Um, Toby takes off the next day, but no luck. And Mitaka Sensei says to use the force. And Toby tries and has no luck again. But then they remember the basement, and CO3 has a bad feeling about this. <laughs> what a shock. Someone in Star Wars has a bad feeling. CO3. So Toby finds a little skyhopper, eh, powers it up, and <laughs> Set X, uh, like, I won't say accidentally, but like, doesn't quite understand that they're sending out a signal to the entire space uh, for like, hey, all the Jedi come here. Yeah. I hate how Skyhoppers are all equipped with that send a signal out to the entirety of space button. <laughs> uh, of course, a dark side user picks up the signal from a Star, De- from a Star Destroyer. And Mitake rips the door down in the forest, which is great. And he mad, but he explains that he kept this secret 
of being a Jedi to protect Toby. Um, He then hides Toby within the walls of the basement with two pieces of a lightsaber and leaves them in CO3's care. And before he leaves, he says, I am one with the force and the force is with me. And made me so happy. I yelled. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Probably smacked dinner right in the face, like just too excited. I was just like, oh, right in the hot. This, I mean, again, talking about the order that they put these in, this came right after the ninth Jedi. So just like two in a row where the very good dad figure just gets murdered for being a Jedi or Jedi (laughs) affiliate. Come on. Don't be a Jedi. Seriously, uh, that's the moral of every Star Wars story. Truly. Don't be a Jedi and don't have a dad who's a Jedi. Nope. Uh, when Toby wakes, they find everything in their home smashed and a, bur- a, a burial mound outside. Uh, they decide to continue the research and fulfill the professor's dream. They and C3O- CEO3 fix everything back up. And eventually there are clouds and plants and rain. <gasps> Yay. That's so beautiful. And Toby cries big old Ghibli tears, and it's perfect. <laughs> Toby feels so the rain on their skin mm, casing. Chassis. Chassis. Mm. Exoskeleton. Exo, oh. yes. The droid's exoskeleton. exoskeleton. As time goes on. <laughs> How about Toby just feels the rain? Toby yeah. feels <laughs> the rain. <laughs> we can get less specific. I like yeah. it. Um, and surprise, the Kyber was inside Toby all along. <laughs> the Kyber was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> literally made, because this is a, yeah. Because they, because, yeah, because Toby was literally made. Yeah. Is there like an alternate reading of this where Mitaka is just like a really, really sad man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is like, it? He's created all these droid friends to be like his surrogate children. And his entire life purpose is to create life on a barren planet. I mean, I don't think that has that's an alternate reading. Yeah, I, I think, think that's just, I think that's just, I think that's just it. I think being a Jedi who survived probably the purge uh, is very lonely, yeah. uh, but doesn't want to lose everybody again. I don't know why it's so lonely. There's like literally millions of them that survived the purge because every Apparently. other Star Wars story is about. Uh, them. <laughs> but like, especially in creating like droids to be your companion, like if they get hurt you can rebuild them right mm-hmm. like yeah. they don't die in the same way that organic beings do um so if i was professor Mitak, i'd also be like robots that's give me them droid companions that's, that's the answer to my loneliness <laughs> <laughs> yeah they can be fixed and everything unless they get blown up by a death star well there's not a death star in this story thank you there's not thank god um uh unfortunately after they piece together the lightsaber and have a good time there's a fucking inquisitor that shows up the same inquisitor who probably definitely killed mitaka sensei Hmm. so they fight and after getting knocked down toby has a force vision with mitaka sensei knighting them as a true jedi and like that's that's where like the switch where of like he doesn't call him tob1 anymore he calls him toby Um, so cute and uh, with the help of the droid friends and CO3 literally attaching to his back and becoming a power booster, uh, <laughs> they defeat the Inquisitor. And then they leave the planet, bringing the research with them to continue helping all planets throughout the galaxy. Yay. I love them. Such a good little jetty. A good little jetty. This was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the I music think... was so fun on this too. Like all the sort of mechanical sound effects mm-hmm. happening as part of yeah. the soundtrack. So good. Sound design was really good. Um, and like I said, like this, this was a really great short that both celebrates like the essence of Star Wars, but also like the history of anime. Um, yeah, I think it was just, it was perfect. It was really ugh, getting a droid Jedi made me really happy. And the quizzer is so mad about it. I know, it's so good. Fuck you. Ugh. It's about time we had a droid Jedi that wasn't treated like a joke. Yeah, yeah. You know, because we've had like in Legends, there was fucking Skippy, the Jedi droid. Um, but it was. And it I'm was sorry, like, who now? Disrespectful. Oh, like, do you not know about Skippy, the Jedi droid? Disrespectful. <laughs> I don't want to know about Skippy either. R5D4 is actually named Skippy, and uh, they're force sensitive, which is how they knew that uh, R2 needed to go with Luke. Oh my god, yeah. that's so stupid. Wait, that was in from a certain point of view, wasn't it? No, no they're no, not no, force sensitive. From a certain point of view is the better version of that story. But... <laughs> yeah, that's that story a... was based off of a poorly written legend story. <laughs> Listen, oh I don't in it in Legends Defense, which I thought I'd never have to say, it is part of like Star Wars, I think Destinies, I think is what it was called. It was like AUs. Oh. So like what if Luke dies on Hoth and then Leia goes to Dagobah and becomes a Jedi? Mm. Han. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also Han doesn't like, become a Jedi, but Han is there. What, what if Luke <laughs> dies? <laughs> it's basically a Star Wars version of what if. Yeah, and I'm pretty gotcha. sure that Skippy came from that, but yeah. That was the thing. I am legends. glad as well that they had Toby like actually feel the force. Mm. Toby has real life. Yeah. It's good droid content. Yeah. Because there really there really isn't anything to say that a droid shouldn't feel the force, you know? Yeah. So because like people will be like, oh, but there are many chlorians. But many chlorians do not give people the force. They gather around the force. Yeah. So Right. And like everything has the force, right? So it's like, how can you be like, oh, Midichlorians? And I'm like, well, most trees don't bleed. So are you saying that tree doesn't have any force? But it's like, (laughs) tree has force. Tree has force. A droid, there's no reason why a sentient droid wouldn't have the force. Yeah. All right. So our final short of Star Wars Visions, Tatooine <laughs> Rhapsody. Save the best for last. Save the best for Tatooine. last. Tatooine. Tatooine. Um, I always spell Tatooine wrong because I always start with tattoo. Me and too. And so there's too many time. T's. Um, side note, the voice of Jay, the Japanese voice of Jay, is the same as Alba Josai's Ace from Haikyuu, Iwaizumi Hajime. Um, so that was a big ooh moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> and i know that nobody else cares so i care in that i'm happy for you thank you it was he does the singing too so like it was choice um anyway yikes order 66 yeah it started yeah. out sad <laughs> just really going right right into it yeah just Again, listeners full disclosure these are the two i didn't watch this starts with order 66 yeah. it starts with order 66 yes. yeah <laughs> uh, you, the, the audio probably didn't pick it up but Heath just mouthed fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we skip ahead in time real fast 
Yeah, not only does it start with Order 66, but it smash cuts from Order 66 to a rock band concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, uh, things I never knew I needed in my life, but I don't know how I lived without them. It's this. Uh, yeah. Bless every non-human in this crowd scene. I, yeah, some, so I still The dancing Ithorian! I still don't have a gif of the dancing Ithorian, and I need it. So, listeners, putting that into the universe. Rise up. Yeah. Give me a timestamp. I will make it. Like 45 seconds in. <laughs> I don't want to be dramatic or anything, but I would die for the dancing Ithorian. Yeah. I think we're getting such like, good Ithorian content. Truly. Truly. It's concert going. It's Ithorian. actually the same Ithorian. This is the backstory of the Crime Lord Ithorian that we saw in the Book of Boba Fett trailer. Oh, no. Uh, he was a big, <laughs> big rockhead as a oh, child. No. Went to all the like off 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 the grid concerts yeah cool. and i know a lot of assholes that started off in the punk scene so that tracks yeah. you know excuse you <laughs> crime lord how dare Jamie. you speak of the hero of the book of boba fett in such a manner <laughs> my mistake <laughs> um <laughs> i'm feeling very uh, attacked apology accepted uh, <laughs> In case it wasn't clear, this is taking place on Tatooine. Um, <laughs> wait, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. So we get introduced to the band. We got Gee the Hut. That's right. We got an emo hut. Oh yeah. The perfect, the perfect flock of seagulls hair over too long of bangs over the eye just amazing i never thought family gosh i just want to play my music god i'm not gonna be a crime lord mom that's boring i never thought that i would have a new favorite nephew of jabba the hut and yet somehow (laughs) (laughs) vision's provided (laughs) you know what if this replaces zero as your top hut great (laughs) oh absolutely geezer replaced zero as my top hut Thank you. God, may we never hear that name ever again. Oh, no, no, I just get to hear about both of them. God damn it. Um, we have Lan, who is the the multifaceted moody drummer. So good. <laughs> Curdy, literally have we ever multifaceted. Seen, I mean, I guess there's a, a, a beeb and boob from the, the, the pod race. What are the names? I don't do, think doob and dob. <laughs> no, I know it's not the same, but like it's other instances where we've seen like a complete head, multiple complete heads on the same body of an alien. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, is... I'm never gonna get over Beaver and Burn. <laughs> <It's> so... <laughs> um, oh my god, <laughs> like it kind of like it kind of feels like uh. <laughs> Someone would fuck up and actually name something boo. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. It's pronounced B zero zero B. Thank you very much. Why are we acting? Why are we acting like that's a thing that someone would accidentally do? It was canon for a really long time that the music that they played in the cantina scene is called jizz. And there like, was not- jizz. there was a Jedi master called Bates at some point. But are you telling me that jizz isn't canon anymore? I don't You're know telling me they there have was an, a Jedi think... called Masturbate? There was a Jedi called Masturbate, yeah. Because I, off memory, I could be entirely wrong, but off memory, it was because someone was annoyed that every time, like, it was writing comics, I think, and the editors would always put Master in front of the Jedi names, and they didn't want them to do that, and so they named one of them Bates. 
<laughs> and I can't it's, so, it's like masterclass petty trolling. <laughs> Jedi masturbate is a connoisseur of the jizz genre. <laughs> you might say he produces quite a lot of it. Oh man. Make no! <laughs> no! no! save us, make save us. Content warning for this episode. <laughs> oh really? This is what finally gets us a content yeah! warning. <laughs> oh, How many weeks do we no. talk about Jizz Wisconsin? <laughs> it's different. That's fan favorite was Jensen. Um, <laughs> so Curti on guitar. My fave. Who's a wonderful droid? Oh, we also He's have so little cool. little V5. I think Curdy was on. Or no, never mind. Start like some. It could be a combination of bass or guitar. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, it's G-base. a Star Wars instrument. Bass or guitar. Double neck guitar. Double neck guitar and basses do exist. Yeah. Oh. There's also a guitar that exists where <laughs> one side of it is a bass, and then you can flip it over, and the other side's a guitar. <laughs> That's oh, that rolls. I love that. <laughs> okay, there are two kinds of people. <laughs> <laughs> who does the camera work and special effects and also feedback uh because jay doesn't actually get to introduce himself i um, love i love little vigo so much yeah such a perfect little droid yeah so many um, good droids in this he's also referred to vigo in the english listeners uh because go is five in japanese so v5 vigo and um, i am a fan personally of that name because it's very cute um, so I would just want a version of this where everything's in Japanese except for Tim. Except for Tim, yeah, that's what I want. That. Like, I really be, want that. I would be down for just my special interests. Um, yeah. but like, could make that. The thing is that like Jay doesn't sound too much like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so it was actually pretty okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it was him at all. I thought, and I thought Bobby Moynihan as Guy the Hutt was pretty good too. Like I, th- this yeah. is maybe the English dub that annoys me the least, and definitely, yeah. definitely because Teb is like carrying it. But <laughs> right, and uh, but we find out that Guy is wanted by by Jabba. Uh, Boba and his bros are there to get him, and this seems like a regular occurrence. Like no one's really too surprised by this yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, even say, they mentioned afterwards like this happens in every single one of our shows like the third time this has happened i would be uh, so happy if boba fett just turned up all the time in my life <laughs> but he's there to capture you and execute you okay the capturing i can go for if i'm gonna go the rest out, of it that no it might be the boba fett yeah let it be by boba fett okay very specifically tem boba fett Yes. Yeah. Circa 2020 Boba Fett. Yeah. None 2020, of- 2020, 2021. Or honestly, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody anime Boba Fett. Yeah, but like no. Yeah. No, oh my god, pre- anime Boba Fett is so cute. No, I love, I love this this version of Boba Fett. No pre 2020 like Boba Fett. Never, never no. pre 2020 Boba Fett. No. So, but Gee's like except okay, except maybe Daniel Logan saying yep. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, without the armor, that's fine. <laughs> The most quoted Star Wars. Yep. You say? Yeah. Most people don't know they're quoting Star Wars when they do it, but it is, scientifically speaking, the most quoted Star Wars quote. Yeah. 
Uh, Guy says it's time to rock. And by rock, we mean the sloppy bar fight. So <laughs> Star, Weaver, <laughs> Star Waver runs for it. Uh, but of course, Boba is tracking them because when is Boba not tracking them? And the worst part about this whole thing is that they never get to finish their set. <laughs> Or a song. They just want to play their song about how you are okay. (laughs) Why can't anyone let them finish their song about how you are okay? Because they're not okay. At least wait until the song's over. Right. Like, come on, come on, man. It's professional courtesy. They're not okay. We we don't get the backstory on all these characters, but none of them are okay. No, (laughs) fanned it up here. I think Vigo's okay. Just vibing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Probably. So Boba crashes their ship and <laughs> Boba's like, you're gonna get executed. But Guy doesn't want to, he doesn't want to join the syndicate working for Jabba because it's boring. <laughs> and he just I wants love to that. play his music. Uh, but then Boba threatens Lon and uh, Guy agrees to go with him in order to save his friends. Aww. Good guy. Good guy. Listen. Uh, Jay runs after them and tries to ignite his lightsaber, but it incredibly does not work. That's <laughs> <laughs> very. Boba Fitz is like, are you sure you want to do that? Huge yikes. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he wasn't a l- far along in the Padawan training program when he hasn't gotten past the like not waterproof lightsaber program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's raining and your lightsaber gets extinguished. Not a good design. Not good. You not really got to work on that. Yeah. Um, so they're trying, the rest of the band is trying to like repair the ship and clean up. And, you know, Curdy says that ultimately we're just a band. Like, yeah, sure. You're, you're just a band. Like we're <laughs> just a podcast. You mean, <laughs> you mean your best friends. Shut you're up. a family. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jay can't abandon Guy after everything they've been through. And V5 coming in clutch starts playing the recording of their first jam session as Star Waver. So cute. Uh, Jay runs out into the rain and screams, which huge mood. Um, (laughs) When I first watched it, I was like, mood. Yeah, but of course (laughs) the rain stops and sun starts to break through the clouds as Jay obviously figures out a plan and says again, like, yeah, we're just a band. I've known Jay for six minutes now and I would do anything for him. (laughs) <laughs> he has so many feelings. He feels so many things. It's all of it. All so of hard. Things. Big. Oh, poor baby. Um, <laughs> so, hey, I know that pod racing arena. We've been there. I recognize that. That's where, that's where B and Boob are. <laughs> <laughs> they're M- they're emceeing the concert tonight. Yeah. Um. This is the only Bib Fortuna I will accept from now on because his dorky little face is so He looks cute. so cute. Yep. He looks so cute. His mouth can't close. <laughs> like, it's so cute. <laughs> and I would never ever say that about Bib Fortuna. But once again, anime does it. This art style is so fucking cute. It's I really love it cute. so much. Yeah. Um, so Jay, Curdy, Lan, and V5 show up and say that they made a deal with Jabba that they can play one song before the exit. <laughs> Thank God. They're like, do we get to finish it? Great, yeah. you can execute him. We just We're have in. one goal. We're in. If we were doing listener questions for this, this week's would be, 
what would be the song you would want to play before your execution? <laughs> That's a Wonder great Wall. question, honestly. <laughs> we'll save we that for save later. That, yeah, save that for later. Yeah. Um, and Jay's lightsaber is now just a mic. So they start singing. <laughs> and when he turns it on, it makes a lightsaber ignition sound. But it's just a little. <laughs> he is dedicated to his craft. Listen, it's a theme, okay? It's He's so all in good. for rock. Yeah. Um, and they start singing. Oh, no. In an alternate universe, the hut is just Jack Black and School of Rock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yep. Ugh. And. They start rocking and everybody on Tatooine is getting in on this and loving all of this, all of it. Jabba the Hutt's tail beating along to the music. So rude that they did something good with Jabba the Hutt. Truly. <laughs> also, Boba Fett jamming along to it, it's great. Um, with his little glass you know of Boba wine. Fett likes yeah. music? Kenobi yeah. off in his hut listening along. <laughs> He's vibing. He's like amazing. What if Kenobi's like this kid? Fucking looks familiar. Yeah, I'm not trained that one. <laughs> Wait a goddamn minute! <laughs> I recognize this guy. Um, the the uh, jizz band, just like with their arms folded in the cantina, like eh, they're not that great. No, I'm just better. Like, <laughs> and then the best part is Boba Fett once again giving us a little preview of a heartthrob Tamora Morrison, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. tapping along. I hope so bad that at some point in the book of Boba Fett, we catch him like listening to a Star Waver song inside his helmet as he's like, "Oh my god, that would be <laughs> beating amazing. the crap out of some stormtroopers or something." Robert okay, Rodriguez. <laughs> That's all Robert I want Rodriguez, now. you gotta get on that shit. Truly, truly. <laughs> I know, I know, it's not canon, it's not interconnected, but connect this for me, please. I mean, it's it not, not canon. canon. Yeah, right. like, it could be. There's nothing um, saying that this particular short couldn't be and, canon. And also, like, out of most of the shorts, like, this one doesn't fuck up canon at yeah, all. This like, is the most canon compliant. Perfect sense with canon, yeah. so... It's, I mean, it's also worth noting that this is the only one that uses established characters. Yep. Which is funny because, like, it is, like, the most sort of outrageous outlandish one. <laughs> it's a band. It's yeah. a band anime. <laughs> um, so as the song ends and the firing squad shows up, Jay yells out to Jabba that Star Waver is going to be the biggest band in the galaxy. I'm like, don't you want to, like, back them? <laughs> and Java's like, yes, on one condition, I have the size noodles that I need to sing with you. Is that okay? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> we'll die. <laughs> and size noodles killed them all, and that's what happened to Star Waver. <laughs> oh no! Well, no. Instead, instead, a little kid starts chanting for one more song, one more <laughs> song, and everyone joins in, and Java spares them. That's perfect. Proving that Jabba's a good guy after all. Stop it. Don't be a Jabba apologist. Leia's the villain of Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Here's what we're not going to do. Mute mute Danny real fast. (laughs) That's very weird. Uh, So that was Star Wars Visions. It was great. It was was the best vision. It was the best visions I've ever had. Um... So if you like those shorts, try these anime. Uh, obviously, Astro Boy, aka Mighty Adam in Japan, uh, is one of the very first modern anime, and like Toby was directly inspired by it. 
uh, Astro Boy set in the future where robots and humans live together. Dr. Tenma creates an advanced android to fill the hole in his heart left by his dead son. That sounds very sad, but I promise overall it's a fun show that <laughs> delves into the complicated issues of sentience, artificial life, family, and also in one episode, uh, Astro has to stop the U.S. Air Force from bombing some innocent folks. So, <laughs> real, real life. <laughs> Uh, another recommendation is Future Boy Conan. Don't be confused with Detective Boy Conan. Very different. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> this is another foundational anime series from the 70s and was actually Miyazaki's director directorial debut before he did any of the movies that made him globally famous. Um, so this is based on the novel The Incredible Tide by Alexander Key. Future Boy Conan is a post-apocalyptic adventure that takes place in, you know, 2008, <laughs> um, where humans face mass extinction, so they try to escape into outer space. But one of the ships crashes back down to Earth onto an island, and the survivors try to settle there. And eventually on this island, the only ones who are left are Conan and his grandpa. So Conan then sets out to discover and explore other islands and survivor settlements, making friends and enemies along the way. Um, there's also a pet pig named Oishiso, which in Japanese means looks delicious, uh, <laughs> which my dad still thinks is the funniest fucking joke he's ever heard. <laughs> That's adorable. He thinks it's so, he brings it up all the time. <laughs> um, uh, if you're looking for some more music anime, uh, K-On! Uh, Watch K-On! It's really cute. Friend of the show, <laughs> Bowers, favorite anime. Um, yeah. But it's a show about high school girls who start a pop rock band by forming a light music club after school. Not heavy on plot, but super cute, fun characters and really great music. It's a moe anime, which is like the really cutesy style. It's such a cute style. Right. But without like overbearing fan service that plagues a lot of moe anime. Um, so like huge plus from me. It's I'm, in. Was actually, I'm in. Kaon was actually I'm in. Kaon was actually the first anime I ever watched because of course it was. Of course um. it was. <laughs> it's really good. Like it's it's really fun and the music is really good. It was the first one I watched because I asked on Twitter. Uh, what anime should I watch? And someone said, listen, I tried. Was it Bowers? <laughs> it wasn't Bowers. <laughs> but somebody was like, listen, hey on. I feel like it'll take all of your boxes. It's true. Because <laughs> there's guitars in it. There is guitars in it. Um, there's a whole episode about uh, the main character uh, going to a guitar shop and realizing that a guitar is much more expensive than she realized. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very realistic. <laughs> Um, if you want another music show that's a little more mature, uh, you have to watch Given. Um, one, it's explicitly queer. Uh, so like, that's great. Um, it's technically then categorized as boys love, but it really is like a slice of life that can appeal to anybody. Um, this has more of a plot, but it also means more emotions and like a little bit of conflict, but the music fucking slaps. Um, I love Given. I watched it all in one night when I started it, and I was a really—I was a wreck by the end of it, but like in a good way. <laughs> um, still listen to the soundtrack like almost daily. Like it's so good. Um, uh, next recommendation is *The Boy and the Beast*, which is a movie, another movie by Hosoda Mamoru. Uh, 
so a famous but lazy and lonely fighter named Kumatetsu, who is a bear from the Beast Kingdom, visits the human world and finds a boy named Ren who has just lost his mother and has a long missing father. Kumatetsu asks Ren to be his disciple so that Kumatetsu may succeed as the Grand Master of the Beast Kingdom. This is such a good movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say because I don't want to like reveal any plot stuff like important plot stuff but like it is such a good movie um and like ticks all of your like found family but comedy um but like heartfelt also a little bit of mystery fantasy world and also there's beast people um (laughs) can i can i can i recommend one yeah uh kids on the slope if you're into like uh more of a music kind of vibe if you just want like like people getting together and making music and having fun. I like that one a lot. It was uh, directed by uh, Watanabe who did Cowboy Bebop. So. Oh, nice. Very good. Thanks. Um, my last recommendation is Poco's Udon World, which is really goofy, a really goofy series, um, but it's also really lovely and heartfelt. And so this is about a young man named Sota who moves back to a small, small island village from Tokyo in the wake of his father's passing. In his family's old and now shut down udon shop, he finds a young child, but Poco is actually a magical tanuki. And so we watch as Sota moves through millennial ennui, learning the meaning of family, reconciling with loss, and how to find a way back to your dreams. Thanks to this sweet little boy. (laughs) Um, it's great. It's a really good one. Uh, it's very cute. Um, so yeah, uh, that's. Thank you for taking the time to like do all these recommendations in the last four episodes. Like, yeah, yeah. this was a lot of work and I, there's like so much here and I I hope that people are trying out some new things because of this and, uh, you should tweet at us, let us know if you are, because, uh, well, at least, at least Meg will be very excited for you. Talk to me about anime. Truly, truly. (laughs) okay so i thought since we've now wrapped up the first season let's just sort of like kind of review some of our favorites so i asked everyone to think of their favorite episode favorite soundtrack favorite aesthetic or like style as far as episodes go favorite character your favorite droid friend and then lastly you can pitch one follow-up project even though we all want follow-ups to like almost all the episodes what's the one that you're gonna pick uh if you could pitch one single follow-up uh, and Meg, do you want to go first or should we let someone else go? Uh, I can go first. Okay. I can go first. Go for it. Um, so my favorite episode was the ninth Jedi. I just, everything about it was like very Star Wars, but also very anime. And the voice cast was very good. And also has that big guy with the purple lightsaber. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> give me more of that. Um, my favorite soundtrack is probably the village bride. Um, I really liked, and it's kind of a cross between like the village bride and the duel, um, because of like the traditional kind of elements that both soundtracks brought in, Mm -hmm. but mixing it with like a little bit of star Wars, like cues and pickups. Um, that was really great. My favorite aesthetic is probably, Ooh, it's so hard because they were all very different. And like very beautiful in in different ways um but probably overall it would have to be i'm stalling as i think uh it would probably be lop and ocho um 
Yeah, I know. Throwing you off here. (laughs) Um, uh, Because I think that style is what is is a style that I watch a lot of anime in um, and like is very fluid, like action oriented. And like some of like the wide shots in that short were just outstanding like breathtaking like the the backgrounds and everything were amazing Mm -hmm. um my favorite i'm gonna well i think uh, my favorite droid friend was co3 uh (laughs) co3 is so fucking excellent um especially being like i'm also a rocket booster (laughs) um and my favorite character oh so many people were so good um who am I kidding? It's the dad from the Ninth Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, um, especially being voiced by Shinichiro Miki. Like, oh, no need to try to posture to be someone you're not. <laughs> no, that's it. That's, <laughs> he's I. I love a righteous dad who loves his daughter. Like, yep. sign me up for all of that. And to be repetitive, if I could pitch one follow up, it would definitely be a Ninth Jedi like movie or like a twelve episode series. Um, I think it has the best setup to continue um and the creator is also like i got it all planned out i got it just let me do it so like let just him do, let it. do it <laughs> cool thanks yeah Keith. uh yeah these were all just gut reactions and they could change tomorrow um favorite episode was the duel it was like the first when I watched so it just like hooked me from the beginning I just like I've never been I never like watched much anime and this just like hooked me and then I'll just like always remember it for that it like holds a very special place in my heart favorite soundtrack I just said NA like I don't it's not something I paid that much attention to on a first watch of any of these I would have to go back and watch them again and pay closer attention to the music i think yeah that's fair uh favorite aesthetic the twins that was just the one that i was like that this is really beautiful and epic and gorgeous uh favorite character is ronin and favorite droid friend is ronin's murder droid for sure love a hat droid what a dynamic <laughs> duo and then my one follow-up project is a sports anime about poverty yeah meg would you like to comment i would love a sports it i would actually (laughs) care about pod racing if they turned it into a sports anime (laughs) oh my gosh and beat and boob would be in every episode beat and boob would be in every episode (laughs) ash okay my uh my favorite episode was the village bride i just loved it my uh uh, favorite soundtrack was probably Tatooine Rhapsody just because there was something watching that episode just reminded me I've played in a lot of like shitty garage rock bands and there was something about Star Waver that just gave me lots of fond memories about that point in my life um, my favorite aesthetic was probably the twins as well I found it the most like visually striking out of all of them uh, my favorite character is definitely the the main character from Village Bride the Jedi, whose name I can't remember, even though I know it's just a letter. Um, F. F, yeah. Uh, I just, I thought she was very, very cool. Um, my favorite droid friend was Hat Droid from Ronin. I immediately wanted one of them on my desk. 
And um, uh-huh. if I could pitch one follow-up project, I want to know about like lightsaber smiths. I want like a show about a lightsaber smith apprentice mm. or something, or a, you know, like somebody who goes around making lightsabers for Jedi. I think that would be really cool. A young hot dad story. Basically, yeah. yeah. An origin <laughs> story. Yeah, nice Jedi prequel. Dad. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> nice. Saf. Oh, God. Uh, favorite episode is tied between the twins and Tatooine Rhapsody because I can't choose and you can't make me. Uh, my favorite soundtrack is probably Ninth Jedi. I just, it's really pretty. Not now, Ninth Jedi. Village Bride is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It has really nice music. Um, my favorite aesthetic, <sighs> the twins. But because everyone else has said that, well, not everyone else, but a bunch of other people said the twins, I'm going to say Akakiri has a really mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. art style. Like, really, really neat. Um, favorite character is Kurti, obviously, because she's oh, the best and I love her. Um, and my favorite droid friend is Vigo. Uh, and my follow-up project would obviously be a follow-up to the twins because I think that would be neat. I would love to see more of them, those dramatic what, babies. What format would you like to see it in? Uh, I think it would be neat as a series. Yeah. Like a limited series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my favorite episode, unsurprisingly, was Tatooine Rhapsody. <laughs> what a shock. Uh, basically, all of mine have already been said here. So uh, my favorite soundtrack was Village Bride. It's just like, it, it's, it gives me chills. It's so haunting. The vocals on that. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite aesthetic. I'm also going with the twins on this. Like the colors, the chaos, just... So good, but I'll, I'll give a I'll give a shout out to the um, the duel as well because the black and white with just the Oof. like just with the, just the, the choice of use color. of colors with the, the kyber crystals and the droid lights and things, it's like good kind of the good exact shit. opposite aesthetic of the twins, but just equally enchanting and enthralling. Uh, favorite character, uh, I think, just the J and G duo from uh, from Tatooine Rhapsody is hard to beat. Um, although I really like Kara too, and I would I would like to learn. Um, learn more about her epic adventures as the last Jedi, the first Jedi, perhaps? The ninth Jedi? You the mean? ninth Jedi, yeah. <laughs> after they, after many of them weren't actually Jedi. Right, so. yeah, I think, I think she's been up to like the third or the fourth Jedi now. Yeah, only like four of them left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite droid friend is Hat Droid from uh, The Duel. And my follow-up pitch is going to be a documentary-style uh portrayal of the star waivers tour after their concert at so it's just, so it's just spinal tap but exactly i want i want but, but animated <laughs> anime spinal tap of star waiver post tattoo rhapsody hey my amp goes up to 11 <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly that wow and of course the accompanying lp of course of course yeah of course they release a vinyl, even though it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the one you are okay song. Yeah. <laughs> no, there'd be like three more songs and that would be it. Jay has a lot of opinions about how vinyl is a better listening experience than digital. Oh man, he would. <laughs> Everyone in Star Wars is like, what's a vinyl? <laughs> yeah, why are you having a fucking disc? Like, what is that? <laughs> why does your droid just play it for you? Right, like what is isn't it just on like in your brain on your micro trip like i don't understand do they have droids <laughs> whose primary purpose is to just be an ipod sure, probably, probably. Yeah. yeah jukebox droid like ipod 
Yeah. Oh. IP zero D. One P zero D. Oh <laughs> no. Surely there's a cantina that has a droid sitting in the corner whose job is just to play music. Surely. Oh yeah, J U K three. Oh my god. Steph, only you can yep. end this. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, Steph. Take us out. Take us out. Take us out. You can find us on Twitter at Rogue Podron. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. You can subscribe to our Patreon for access to our EP, which doesn't actually exist. Don't don't expect it, please. I, I said that and I was like, people are going to expect that from us. Eventually it will when we get to our Patreon goal for making a musical episode. Yeah, yeah 100. But you got to get us to our goal. Yeah, you got to you gotta do it. Uh, yeah, we're Patreon currently moving in the wrong direction, folks. So, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> patreon.com slash roguepodron you can listen to us on any of your favorite podcatchers and you can leave us reviews on iTunes which we very much appreciate and love yum 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 we eat the stars we eat them obviously you know this you know this yeah you know this all right so Jikai next time you thought we were done with Star Wars Visions but we're not done with Star Wars Visions because please join us for a very special episode to wrap up our Visions discussion where Emma Mieko Kandon joins us to discuss Ronin. <gasps> oh my god. We got another author on? Yeah. yeah how do we go from no authors for six years and now suddenly two of them think we're legit? In one year? Amazing! We wow. tricked two authors in one year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they they knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I think in both cases they, they were well yeah. aware. Um Shadow Sun knew I called him Shadow Sun before he got <laughs> on the episode. So uh really oh. I can't do anything worse <laughs> or like more embarrassing for me. So like whatever. But actually, it was an absolute blast to have Emma on Rogue Padron. It was really amazing. You have a lot of great insight from her but also a lot of our usual jokey bullshit and it's like a great a great combo um so i hope all of our listeners will also enjoy it um as much as we did uh so until then may both suns shine on your tail you are okay. Ash, this guitar fucking sucks. <laughs> Holy shit, it's so ugly. I love it. <laughs> so ugly. Oh, the fact that the necks are two different lengths yeah. is really, really sending me. Um, also, can we talk about how the brand is called Bussy? Sorry, Bussy, my bad. <laughs> it's not good. This That's amazing. is a terrible... This it's is, horrible. No, I'm going to stop looking at it. It makes me really <laughs> upset. <laughs> Woo!